Welcome to the Market Talk podcast sponsored by WealthPress, where we believe if you're investing uninformed, you're screwed. Get the inside scoop on what's driving the markets today and what that means for your money, all in just 15 minutes. Hey everyone, this is Roger Scott. It's April 27th and let's talk about the week ahead and let's get into it right now. It's April 27th. I have no idea where April or even March have gone. I'm still living in January. The days just keep running into each other. Anyways, let's talk about the week ahead and then we'll talk about the big earnings plays and the global economy. So We've got a lot of things on the plate this week. We're going to see a lot of volatility and earnings. We've got the FOMC meeting beginning on Tuesday, which means markets are going to be a little subdued waiting for the decision. The big report on Tuesday is going to be consumer confidence, and that's going to fully take into account the current coronavirus economy. So it's going to be very interesting to see if the consumer if the consumer confidence is in line with what we're expecting, is in line with the sentiment that we're expecting. The biggest news of the week is going to be the GDP. It's going to happen Wednesday at 8.30 in the morning, followed by jobless claims on Thursday and personal income. Wednesday and Thursday is going to be the big two days. Now, GDP is going to tell us how fast or how slow U.S. economy is growing. Now, we all know we're not going to be growing very fast, and the expectations are nowhere near what they were now to give you some idea we were the the benchmark was two percent positive if we were above two percent positive that means the economy was growing at a fast enough clip now we're expecting as you could see here prior was slightly above 0.1 above the expectations but consensus now is negative 3.8 and as you could see here the range is all over the place anywhere from 0.3 negative to negative six So we're all over the place, and it's going to be very interesting to see how much economy has contracted. It's also going to be very interesting to see what the Fed says, because the Fed chair is going to be giving us the press conference Wednesday at 2.30, followed by jobless claims and personal income. I don't think the jobless claims and the personal income are going to have as big of an impact this week as usual, because they are followed by the GDP. They are preceded, excuse me, by the GDP, and the GDP is a lot more important aspect of uh, of how the economy is doing. So I think because GDP is leading ahead of jobless claims and personal income, and because, look, let's be honest, we know that the jobless claims and personal income are going to be horrific. I mean, you know, ne- another negative five, six million, I mean, why not, right? We're already past 20 million unemployment rate. So I'm not expecting a miracle with the jobless claims and personal income, but I would like to see what the GDP um, has in store for us. Because remember, this GDP report is quarterly. So on a quarterly basis, we may not be as off as we are on a weekly or a monthly basis. So that's what we've got this Wednesday, the GDP. And we got Tuesday, we got the uh, consumer confidence at 10 a.m., And then Thursday at 8.30, we got jobless claims. And then again, personal income at 8.30 as well. Usually personal income is reserved for Friday, but I guess this week they're deciding to put jobless claims and personal income together in one shot. Now, talking about overnight markets, global stocks rose Monday after Japan's central bank boosted support for financial markets. 
and more governments are prepared to reopen economies that were shut down. Tokyo surged 2.7% and European markets traded higher. Investors are finally looking ahead to meetings of U.S. and European central banks this week for additional measures to reverse the deepest global slump since the 1930s. And evidence is mounting that the damage is worse than expected. This is why I'm so cautious about the stock market right now. The Bank of Japan said it'll inject money into the financial system by purchasing an additional 15 trillion yen. That's 140 billion U.S. dollars. China, where the pandemic began in December, has reopened factories and other businesses after number of new cases declined. Spain plans to restart restrictions on Sunday and Italy on May 4th. France will announce plans next month. President Trump campaigns for re-election and it's pressing U.S. state governors to ease anti-disease controls as early as possible. Some states are lifting shutdown orders despite warnings that could cause surge in infections. Others, including Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, so they want a bigger decline in new cases before rolling back curbs. And I agree with Cuomo on this. Friday, Trump signed legislative to provide an additional $500 billion in virus aid, including loans to small businesses, which was desperately needed. The first round went really quick. Government data showed an unexpectedly sharp 14.4 drop in U.S. durable good orders. And that's what I'm looking. That's why I want to see how consumer sentiment it is this week. I want to see if consumer sentiment, well, consumer sentiment, consumer confidence. Consumer sentiment gives us consumer confidence. I want to see how consumer sentiment and consumer confidence is this week. Very, very important. Now, let's talk about earnings. We're now in the heart of quarter one for the new year season for the first two weeks, including 154 S&P members have reported. This week is going to be focused on the large cap tech. We got Apple, we got Alphabet, we got Microsoft, we got Facebook, and we got Amazon. So as of Friday, the 24th, we had 122 members report, total of about 24% of the S&P 500. We got another 154 reporting this week. Now, Total earnings for the 122 members that have reported so far are down 16.2% on 2.5% higher revenue with 64 beating earnings per share expectations and 63 beating revenue estimates. I don't know if that's good. Remember, these estimates have been lowered and lowered. For the first quarter as a whole, combining the 122 companies with the ones that have not reported yet for the S&P. We're looking at something like down 15.3% expectations versus up three or four before the coronavirus. So positive three or four, negative 15. Big, big difference. Now, let's talk about the technology. We got big stocks. We got Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, Facebook, and Microsoft. Let's talk about each one, what to expect. You may want to write this down because if the numbers are above expectations, we're going to rally. If we're below expectations, we're going to dump. So for Apple, we're looking for the iPhone manufacturer to earn down 20% on 7.9 lower revenue. It's expected to come out this Thursday. And Apple is trading above the 50-day moving average, which is very, very bullish right now, especially for what we're seeing in the market right now. Moving on to Alphabet, Alphabet is, is reporting tomorrow after the close. And we're expecting to see a drop of nine negative 9.6% on 12.2% higher revenue. And 
Alphabet for the first day is trading above both the 50 and the 200 day line, which is very positive. Let's talk about Amazon. Amazon is expected to come out Thursday after the close, April 30th, and the stock is doing really, really well right now. It's, it's like making all-time highs or near all-time highs. The stock is killing it, and we're expecting to see a drop of negative 11.7% from a year earlier. All these numbers are from a year earlier, not last quarter. On 23% higher revenue, April 30th after the close. Then we move on to Microsoft. Remember, if the number is better than the expectation, the odds are the stocks are going to rally. If the numbers are worse than expectations, that's why I'm giving you the expectations. Alone, they don't really mean much, but when you take them into account with what's coming out, that's when the big, that's when it all makes more sense. Microsoft is reporting Wednesday, Wednesday after the market closed, that's the 29th of April. We're expecting to see a revenue increase by 9.9% and earnings from the actual the actual earnings from a year ago, positive 10.7. Can you imagine Microsoft is positive and we're well above the 50-day moving average? So again, positive 9.9%. All of these stocks, stocks have done substantially better than the S&P 500 this year. And there's a good chance, there's a really good chance we may see some more upside as a result of these numbers being better than expected. As a whole, the tech sector is expected to give us negative 0.7% on 4.6% higher revenue. So again, it's very interesting to see, but look, Amazon is up 29% year to date. Microsoft is up 8.7%. These stocks are leading Wall Street. These five stocks and maybe another five handful of stocks, they're literally, they have more market cap than the majority of stocks in the NASDAQ 100 and the S&P 500. So keep an eye on these stocks because they're going to be giving us a lot of information this week and they're all trading above the 50-day line and they're looking bullish. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening from today so you don't miss any important news regarding your money and your investments. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Roger Scott and happy trading.